welcome back to the Chronically Ill Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Jane, and I'm super excited because the last time I talked to you guys, it was a day before my kidney transplant. I was in the hospital. If you listen to it, it was like 11.45 at night or something, and I was just super nervous, super scared, and I kind of just want to tell you guys the process um, of what happened for me leading up to getting the transplant. So basically, they, they wanted me to be at the hospital to check in Monday around 2 p.m. We got there at 3, but that's another story. Um, that night, we kind of just did a lot of tests and then waited. And then they told me that my surgery was going to be at 9 a.m., on Tuesday, May 2nd. However, it did not go like that. We woke up in the morning and nothing, nothing, nothing. They barely checked on me. I was just sitting in the room. We actually, I put on normal clothes and actually like kept going to the cafeteria. Although that whole day I wasn't allowed to eat, but I just would go with my mom and friends to get so they could get food and I just kind of was getting out of that tiny ass room so that was like nice and like under my sweater I had like my IVs in and like all this shit but anyway so it comes to like 3 p.m. and still no one tells us anything or knows anything every time we ask the nurse like do you know what's going on have you heard from the doctor Um, is there any notes? They all say the same thing. Like, I don't know. This isn't my specialty. Like, bro. Okay. So around like five ish, the nurse comes in and she's like, Hey, just get back into your gown and like do the cleaning thing. If you've ever had surgery, you have to like clean your whole body with these like wipes. So she's like, do that. And then, um, get ready because it's going to happen soon, but like no set time. So finally, the doctor comes in shortly after and he says that we are going to go around 7-ish, okay, 6.37. So again, I start to get nervous because that is not that far away and I feel like the reason I'm, I was so nervous was because I don't do well when I don't know what to expect. So I've never gotten a major surgery before. I've never been cut open before, really. Um, A lot of things. I always have been thinking ever since I knew I needed this surgery that I was just going to die on the operating table. Like That was one of my biggest fears. So I was just super scared and also lack of information. I just really was just freaking out. So around 6.30ish, the nurse comes in. She's like, okay, we have transport here and they're going to take you to the operating room. In that moment, I flipped out. I literally, once she said that, my heart just dropped and I was not excited. There was no ounce of excitement. I was crying. I was like, please, I don't want to go. I don't want to (laughs) go. Even though I did, but I was so scared. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And then my mom starts crying. My sister is getting like sad and they pack up all my stuff. And then they start pushing the bed and I'm like crying. And then they get to the operating room doors 
And that's where I have to say goodbye to my mom, sister, and friends. And it was a very hard goodbye. I did not want to say goodbye because I was so scared. And then they pushed me in. And right when I go through the doors, like a shit ton of nurses, doctors, whatever, they're all just like touching me and like getting me ready and like making sure I have my IV and grabbing my stuff and putting it somewhere else and all that. And so I'm flipping out more because if you've ever seen an operating room, it's cold, it's like super bright. And then I saw the bed that the surgery was gonna be on and it was this long, skinny, very skinny, little like metal bed with like a tiny little foam padding on it. And then like a weird pillow that like hugs your neck. And I looked at that and I'm like, that's where it's happening. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. So I'm still crying at this point and the anesthesiologist is telling me that he's like, it's okay. I'm going to give you something to calm down. I'm like, no, I want you to put me to sleep right now. Just put me to sleep. I don't want to be awake until it's done. Just put me to sleep. And he's like, no, we're going to give you this medicine to calm you down. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Just do something because I'm flipping out. And right before they give me the medicine to calm me down, I'm still crying. And I see the doctor um, <laughs> cutting open a box with like, it obviously came like in a male type form. And I'm like, is that my kidney? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, can I please see it before it goes inside of me? I just, I want to see what it looks like. And they're like, no, you can't see it. And I'm like, that's so lame. It's mine now. But anyway, um, I just thought that it was a little weird too that he was barely opening the kidney because I know they have to do tests on it before they follow through with the surgery. But if they did do tests on it, I was asleep or they just didn't do tests on it. But anyway, um, so they had me get onto that scary metal bed I lay down, I'm still crying, I'm freaking the fuck out. And then he's like, okay, you're gonna be fine. He puts the calming medicine in me and I don't remember anything after that. The next thing I remember is I feel like I'm being moved, but I don't know if I was being moved, it felt like it. I couldn't open my eyes yet and I was in the most pain I have ever felt in my life. Note to doctors or nurses, freaking give them pain meds before you take away the anesthesia because that shit hurts so bad. And like my eyes are closed and I was like, oh, oh help. And, and I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it hurts, it hurts. Like I didn't even know what I was fucking saying. I was out of it. I was fucking high off the drugs and they gave me the medicine and instantly it just went away. So I don't know what they gave me, but it worked. And when I finally could open my eyes, I open them and there's like four or five nurses surrounding me in the little recovery like cubicle thing. And I look at the clock and it's like right past midnight, like barely past midnight. I'm like, damn, that took a long time. So um, I'm just in there and they're just doing a bunch of things to me. I look down at my arms and I went in with one IV. And I came out with like four. And I'm like, thank God they did that when I was asleep. Um, I also woke up with a catheter in, which I knew. But 
it just was very uncomfortable from the second I woke up and then also a drain um and it was it's like in my very low low like pelvis abdomen area um so all that shit was in me and I was just like totally out of it and then around one ish they let my mom come back and I'm just talking to her she calls my dad I talk to my dad and thank him for donating his kidney because that was the reason that I was there. I think it was around 2 a.m. when they finally let me leave that recovery area and they moved me into my room. That would be my room for the next couple of days. Um, and again, once they got in there, they were doing all the vitals, everything. So I, we didn't, me and Franz didn't get to go to sleep till about 4 something a.m. It was super late. I couldn't go to sleep because they literally wouldn't leave me alone for another two hours. It was just constant, like doing shit to me. So it was very hard. I just, I was so tired, obviously. And Franz was tired too. He didn't, he woke, we woke up at like 8 a.m. the day before and he still hasn't gone to sleep. So it was very scary. And then I got to say goodbye to my mom, my sister, and then we finally went to sleep. And then for the first day, they were waking me up every hour to collect my urine, drain my drain, and do vitals. Every hour. And it was so fucking annoying. But luckily, it was only the first day. And I didn't get out of bed at all the first day. I tried... What they tried to do was get me up and just sit in a chair directly next to the bed, but the pain was so bad, I just couldn't do it. So I just sat up and then laid back down. That was all I did the first day. But that was literally like the, the day of the surgery, technically. And then um, on the next day, which was the fourth, um, I was able to stand up, get weighed, and I think I walked like for 30 seconds max and then I came right back. It was very, very short, but it was so painful. And I think what made it even more painful was the catheter because it like pulls. It, it, it just wasn't comfortable. It hurts. Like, I don't know. So that made it even harder to just um, walk. And of course, the, um, the incision and so if you're watching on the video on YouTube, I'm wearing like this white binder on me, which is basically like, um, you know, like a, it's like a Velcro waist trainer. Um, they didn't give me one yet. So I was like using my stomach muscles unintentionally. So it was very painful. So that walk was very short. And then the third day, I was able to go to the bathroom. I was walking to the bathroom if I had to try to go. And then um, I was also, I did a very much longer walk, which was probably like a two-minute walk. But it was down two hallways. So I was very proud of myself for that. Um, so yeah, and I was getting up like a couple times on that day. And then on Friday, which was three days post-op, um, they sent me home in the evening. So they took out my catheter. They took out my drain, which they told me both wouldn't hurt, and they both fucking did. 
the catheter coming out, it was only like this much stuff, like a like two inches. Um, the drain was, I'm telling you, at least five inches inside of you that they had to pull out. Oh my god, it was so disgusting. And then when they the last little part came out, like fluid, blood flinged onto my face. And it was the most disgusting, painful. It was just uh, I wanted to throw up. It, I didn't look at it, but it it was so disgusting. I never want to go through that again. Um it was just so gross. And then they bandaged me all up. They're like, "Are you ready? Put on your normal clothes and you can go." So I just got discharged from the hospital and they wheeled me down to the car and I came to this apartment. So Stanford, if you don't know, is in Palo Alto, Bay Area, California. Um, And there's this program where if you are post-operation or whatever, you can stay in these apartments across the street from Stanford for a month max. And it's at a very discounted rate and it's literally just a normal apartment furnished and everything. And so we live, we came straight to this apartment and this is where we live now for a month. So that's kind of fun. And I love the Bay Area. So this is like amazing for me. I love it. Um, and then after this month, I will be going back home to Modesto where my mom lives And that's where I will recover for another month. And then after that, I'm going back to Scottsdale. So I have, for the first month, the reason why we're staying out here is because I have appointments um, two times a week. And the traffic to get to Stanford from my mom's house in the morning time is like a three-hour drive with commuter traffic. It's fucking shit. So... It's just much easier when I have two appointments a week to do it out to live out here. But next month, I only have to do it one time a week appointments, so it it's doable to like go through that shit just once, not twice, just once. It's still gonna suck, but one time a week, and that's it. Um, so yeah, when I did go to my first appointment, it was on Monday, May eighth. I met with the doctor, got my blood work, all that done, and they basically said that I was about two weeks ahead of the average person that just got a kidney transplant because at that day, it was only six days post-op, and I was already able to like go outside. I went to Target. I walked around the whole store. It was hard, obviously, but I was able to do it, but I got through it, and then also... um normally people take like narcotics whatever um for at least two weeks and are usually like bedridden not bedridden but like they basically just relax don't leave their house for two weeks but I obviously was leaving the house and I wasn't taking those narcotics I was only taking like strong Tylenol um it still hurts don't get me wrong but I don't need the narcotics I I just never liked that type of shit and I don't want to start now unless I need it if I need it fuck it I'm gonna take it I don't want to be in fucking pain but I haven't been in that much pain so I think I've been fine um like the other day yes no two days ago me my friend came to visit and we literally went to lunch we walked around the mall we went shopping we (laughs) went to Phil's 
which <laughs> if you know me you know phil's is my favorite fucking coffee since forever my sister showed me phil's and after that it was fucking done because that's my favorite fucking coffee and they don't have it in arizona it's like a san francisco coffee um so it's more nor norcal and when I, so when i lived in san diego there was only like two out there but it was 15 minutes away fine fine this one here in palo alto is like five minutes away and it's amazing <sighs> because i'm gonna get my fix while i'm out here because it's so fucking good anyway if you haven't tried phil's go get phil's filtered soul um extra creamy extra sweet you're welcome anyway the only thing that's going to take like a little adjusting is my medication list if you are watching from um or just listening on the podcast and you want to see what i'm holding up to the camera and showing i'm showing my medication list and i'm going to show you my bag of pills to just give you like a visual of how many pills i'm on all these pills won't be for life but like a handful of them will be which is fine because i've been on pills ever since i got diagnosed with lupus so it's nothing crazy to be on a handful of pills but to be on this many pills and to have to time them around my eating around like so many things it's like a little difficult but it's okay I'm kind of used to it already but it's it's still a challenge it's very new it's pills that I'm not familiar with the names and whatnot so I am on 17 different pills mind you some of them are ones I've been taking before, like Plaquenil, which is for my lupus. I've been on that since I was a kid. Zyzel, which is an allergy medicine, like just things like that. Um, and some of them are as needed, so it's not that bad. But I'm just going to list them and tell you what they're for. And yeah, and then I'll tell you which ones I will be on for life. So Prograph cellcept and prednisone those ones i will for sure be on for life because they're anti-rejection pills um those ones are kind of annoying because i'm not supposed to eat an hour before or an hour after i take that pill and it's really annoying because it makes me you more hungry knowing you can't eat you know what i mean so it's just really annoying and you have to time shit so it's just annoying so i take those at 10 a.m and 10 p.m um, prednisone, if you know about prednisone, luckily I was so surprised. I'm pretty sure in the last podcast I said that I'm going to be so fat. That's why I'm not going to record any more videos for a couple months. No, it didn't do anything to me. I think what makes you blow up and react to prednisone is when your lupus is acting up. That's what makes you blow up. But my lupus is under control right now and my body is reacting so well to the kidney that I stayed the same. If, if anything, I lost weight, actually. I'm like, this morning I weighed in at 129.2 pounds. And when I went in, I was 140 point something pounds. So a lot of water came off of me. It was fucking crazy. Actually, sorry, side note. Um, the day before I went into surgery, for a couple days before, my feet were just swollen. And... It would go up to like my knee area. It was very uncomfortable. I was swollen like in my neck area, like like 
neck to face area. Um, and I was just very swollen. My stomach was swollen. And when I came out of surgery, everything was just like slimmed down. All the water already came out. The doctor said that the second they hooked it up, like the kidney, I just, it instantly started peeing, which is crazy. But yeah, so I've been peeing a fucking lot. I haven't peed this much, like TMI, I haven't peed this much in four, like five years since my kidneys first like started going downhill in 2018. Like it's crazy. And obviously they said that it's going to get better. I'm not going to pee so much once my body gets used to it and like having pee again. But right now it's so much. I could look at water and I will have to pee. Okay. It's annoying. Um, but it's a good thing. Also, I haven't had an appetite for years and even like if I ate in the morning, I would feel like I'm going to throw up. I have been eating so much. It's probably bad because I'm relaxing a lot, not working out, nothing, but I'm enjoying the fact that I enjoy food again because food was never fun for me for like at least the last two-ish years because everything made me feel sick. It was very annoying. But anyway, back to the list. Um, I'm on Bactrim Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is to prevent bacterial infections. Um, oh gosh, these names are so hard. I'm on another one that is to prevent virus infections. I'm on a multivitamin pepsid to prevent like stomach ulcers and indigestion and um i'm taking this like fluid or liquid stuff after three meals so breakfast lunch and dinner snacks is fine and that is to prevent um let's see it is to prevent fungal infections in my throat and mouth area so that's kind of fun luckily i only have to take those most of those ones that i just listed for a couple months to a year, but some of them are a couple months, some of them are two or like in like to a year max. But the first three I mentioned, the anti rejections, those will be for life till I die. Um, Plaquenil will probably be till I die. That's my lupus pill. Zyzal, my allergy pill for life. Aspirin, just a couple months um, to prevent prevent blood clots. This is just helpful too. While I'm not really active, I'm not moving a lot, so you could get blood clots easier. Um, and then I'm also on Tylenol. Um, I take it every six-ish hours. I'm pretty on that just because I don't want the pain. And then they provided me with a narcotic, but I have only taken that the first night I came home. So again, if you want to check out the YouTube channel, you can see what I'm holding up, which is my 17 pill bottles. So these are the pill bottles that I take. And they're all numbered, and that way I know which is which, and I don't have to try to look for those annoying ass names. But yeah, overall, it was a pretty good experience. Like I said, when I don't know what to expect, that's when I freak out, and that's why I was I was freaking out. Um, same when, when they took, took out the catheter, they took out the drain. I was freaking out. I wasn't crying and like freaking out like that, but I definitely was like, had super bad anxiety just because I didn't know what to expect. And I was just like 
not letting the doctor do it because I was scared of what to expect. But whatever, it happened, it's done, it's fine. Um, but yeah, it was a really good experience. I'm doing really, really good. Um, I will keep updating with everything on my Instagram. So if you want to follow the Chronically Ill Diaries um, on Instagram, you can keep up with me even more because I know these podcasts and these videos are only once a week. So um, you can just get a more inside scoop on how I'm healing, how I'm doing, and all of that. Um, I just want to thank you all again for downloading this podcast, watching the videos. It really does mean a lot. And I hope that if you're going through this situation, if you know someone that is, um, that it's very helpful for you in a way. And maybe you can even feel like you're, someone's just there with you because I know it is very lonely to not be able to like have someone to talk to or whatever. Or just feel like someone understands because I really do understand and I really do get how scary it is to just go through something, let alone go through something and just no one fucking gets it. Um, Even if they're trying to get it, they just fucking don't get it. So I totally get it. If you ever want to reach out on here, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, feel free. I will reply to you eventually. I'm really bad at it, but... Again, I just wanted to say thank you for all the support, all the love, all the reaching out, all the positive, good vibes. It really, 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 really did mean a lot because that shit was scary and I love you guys. So stay tuned next week. There'll be another video and another podcast. We'll jump off this kidney train. No, I'm just kidding. Who knows what we'll talk about next week, but it's going to be great. It's going to be fun, and I'm going to end the podcast here. However, if you want to jump over to my YouTube channel, this video is going to have a little bit more extra content on there um, if you want to see that. If not, I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you, guys.